Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, the host of the Beachside CEO, heard on the Home Business Radio Network. I am glad y'all are with us today. We have been, just the last few days this week, just kind of hanging out and and taking some time off from a deep study and focusing on success. John Maxwell, several years ago, gosh, I, I don't know, I think this was in 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, wrote a book, Success 101, What Every Leader Needs to Know. And we just kind of been going through this this week to really get back into the groove of where are we at in our success cycle, where are we at in our journey to reaching what we think success is. And today, we're in the chapter that he titled, What Role Does Failure Play in Success? It's interesting when you think about that. So many times people don't want to hear the word failure. They take it personal. They think very failure without realizing that there is a role. John wrote something on here. He said, you will not succeed unless you're willing to fail. And that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Are we willing to fail? Are you willing to take the risk knowing you can't win, knowing you might not win? Let's take NASCAR as an example. You know, you have your time trials throughout the week. One person gets the pole position in the front, without a doubt the best position to be in. Somebody has the last position in the, in the team, and they're the ones that have the highest amount of risk. When you're the last one on that actual track on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, you've got all those other cars in front of you. You've got all that potential of trying to run in and out of those cars where you could get in a wreck. You have to worry about somebody ahead of you getting in a wreck, and you happen to weave through it. Think about the failure quotient that's there, how high it must be. But yet, every week they race. Or take football. This is the football season. I mean, think about this. You talk about failure ratios. Do you realize that every Sunday, when the teams line up and they flip the coin, that each side is sitting there and they each have a 50% chance of failing that day? Interesting when we look at it like this, isn't it? Because all of a sudden we realize that we will not succeed unless we're willing to fail. We learned in the Marine Corps it's not how many battles you win, it's a matter of winning the war. I find this interesting. Thomas Edison wrote this once. He said, failure is really a matter of conceit. People don't work hard because in their conceit they imagine they'll succeed without even having to make an effort. Most people believe that they'll wake up someday and find themselves rich. Actually, they've got it half right because eventually they do wake up. See, to succeed, there's risk involved. You've got to take calculated risk. I'm a firm believer in taking calculated risk, weighing out the odds. In my reporting, I do my best to really share with people all the risks involved. Sometimes, because we do videos, We get passionate about things. We get excited about things. And people will say, well, you know, we only did this because of your video. Well, that's not smart. I only have one opinion, and I may see the facts in one way. It's kind of like politics. There's a reason there's a Republican Party, a Democrat Party, and an Independent Party. People see things differently all the time. 
each of us have to make a choice. Each of us have to look and think, are we going to sleep life away, avoiding failure at all costs, or are we going to wake up and realize that failure is simply a to achieve success? Now think about that one for a minute. That's big. Failure is just a price that we pay in order to achieve success. See, that's important. Maybe it would be more important if we realize what failure is not. Because I think that if we, if we focus on this for a second, maybe, just maybe, we'll realize it's okay. Maybe we'll realize everything is cool. I want you to write this down. Number one, people think failure is avoidable. It's not. You're going to fail. Everyone fails. They make mistakes. They err. Shoot, they even sin. Think of the old, uh, what's that old adage, to, to err is human, to forgive is divine? I think it was Alexander Pope that wrote that many years ago. Think about this for a second. Everyone's going to err. Forgiveness now, we could do a whole study on that one. But we're going to make mistakes. Everyone throughout history has made a mistake. You know, you, it was funny the other day I watched a rocket go flying across the sky. It exploded. It was on the news. That was a mistake. Oh, man, it prematurely it shouldn't have exploded. Did that mean they failed? Absolutely. Did that mean they quit? Absolutely not. We just got to understand that it's called the rule of being a human. There's going to be mistakes. Here's what you need to think of. Rule number one, you will learn lessons when you fail. Rule number two, there really are no mistakes, only lessons. Think about that for a minute. You will learn lessons. There are no mistakes, only lessons. A lesson is repeated until it is learned. And rule number four, if you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. Pain is the way the universe gets our attention. And rule number five, you'll know you've learned a lesson when your actions change. I think these are worth repeating. They're very powerful. Number one, you will learn lessons. Rule number two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Rule number three, a lesson is repeated until it is learned. And rule number four, if you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder and rule number five, you'll know you've learned a lesson when your actions change. Powerful. Very important. We have to use that. Second thing about failure is people think failure is an event. It's not. It's not something that, oh my gosh, look what happened, we'll never overcome this. John uses an example. He said the best example that I can think of is taking a test. If you get an F, it meant you failed, but you've come to realize that failure is a process. If you flunk a test, it doesn't mean that you just failed a one-time event. The F shows that you neglected the process leading up to the test. Failure means we have not lived up to the process. We've got to work a little harder. We've got to try a little harder. We've got to focus a little harder. 
See, success or failure comes with how we deal with life along the way. People say, well, I've been in four marriages and they've all failed. Well, I guess we haven't learned our lesson. Now we need to find out the common denominator of why. And since you're the one that had the four failed marriages, I guess you're probably the common denominator. Interesting, but think about that. Failure is a process or the lack of learning a process to get to a successful event. Number three, people think failure is an objective. It's not. It's not about we've got to focus on the failure. See, when we, when we make mistakes, whether we miscalculated crucial figures, missed a deadline, blew the deal, made a bad, bad choice in, in, in our relationships, made a bad choice concerning our kids, fumbled the ball during a baseball game, it, it doesn't matter. The action was the failure. The objective was not to fail. See, we can't look at the size of the problem we got to look at what we're looking at. What is our objective? What is it that we're trying to do? This is what John writes. The real answer is that you are the only person who can really label what you do as a failure. It's subjective. Your perception of and response to your mistakes determine whether your actions are failures or not. If you fail at something and you quit, then I guess you could call yourself a failure. Most people don't quit. Most people learn from the mistakes. John wrote this. I thought this was good. He said, did you know that entrepreneurs almost never get their first business off the ground, or even their second, or sometimes their third? According to the Tulane University business professor, Lisa Amos, the average for distributor or for distributors, listen to me, the average for entrepreneurs is 3.8 failures before they finally make it in business. They are not deterred by problems, mistakes, or errors. Why? Because they don't see setbacks as failures. I told you the other day I got some nut that's been going around sending people emails saying, oh, Troy Dooley, he, he lied about being in World Marketing Alliance. <laughs> it's so funny. And I got to snickering, and somebody said, Troy, why why doesn't that bother you? I said, because if he'd just look at the public records and he'd read my bio, he'd know I was actually bankrupt in 1999. doesn't matter how much money I made in 97. I was bankrupt in 99 and again in 2011. I said, business is business, and sometimes you just flat fail at it. Sometimes circumstances will cause that. I said, you know, if he wanted to get nasty, he should get go to the public records and get the stuff he could use. People think, this is the interesting part, people think that when you fail at something, you're hiding it. You'll hide it, you won't share it. I don't do that. I realize that failure is a process. What's it matter? It doesn't take away from what I teach others. It doesn't take away from what I've learned myself. The best examples to help somebody is your own living proof of something. That's the key here. Number four, people think failure is an enemy. It's not. I remember driving back from a World Marketing Alliance event in, in uh, actual 1999. We'd had a great year in, in 97 and, and into 98, and we bought a restaurant with my father-in-law. Things were going south. 
Tessa was was truly, I mean, just health-wise, it was very bad. She was our baby girl. She's now 18. And I'm coming back through Tennessee when it just dawned on me. You know, God didn't put me in this mess. I put myself in this mess. I took the money that I'd earned, substantial five figures a month, and I used that to buy toys instead of putting it in the bank for a rainy day. Two brand new cars, vacations, clothes, all the stuff that we wanted. When I should have just paid off all the debt, stuck the rest of it in the bank. And driving back through those Tennessee hills, I was listening to Paul Paul uh, Overstreet talking about Jacob digging another well because it was dry. And I knew the only way that I was going to be able to get a fresh start was to just start all over, get rid of the crap and learn from it. And did. Our bankruptcy in 2011 had to do with circumstances beyond our control, like hurricanes, oil spills. But it still happens. And it's interesting because I have no problem learning from that and sharing that with others. See, failure is not the enemy. Most people try to avoid a failure like the plague. They're afraid of it. But it takes adversity to create success. Rick Patino, <coughs> excuse me, Rick Patino, the basketball coach, states it like this. Failure is good, he says. It's fertilizer. Everything I've learned about coaching, I've learned from making mistakes. People who see failure as the enemy are captive to those who conquer it. That's pretty powerful. I challenge you to go out and observe highly successful people, and you'll discover that a person who doesn't see a mistake as the enemy wins. Oh, Troy, Warren Buffett seems everything he touches is gold. Then you need to go read some of the investments he's made that sucks, because it's not that way. Well, Bill Gates sure knows how to do it, really. Go look at all the failures that they have had in their software programs. How many glitches in uh, Windows early on? How many lawsuits between the government and other people? You will be amazed. Everybody makes mistakes. It's interesting. Number five, people think failure is irreversible. It's not. There's an old saying in Texas doesn't matter how much milk you spill as long as you don't lose your cow. In other words, mistakes are, irre- are not irreversible. You can always pick up and change. You can always learn from. You can always move forward. And something I've learned is about a mistake has about a two-week lifespan, it seems like. And then it's gone, disappears, out of here. It's the most amazing, crazy thing I've ever seen. See, when you're a leader and you're transparent and you talk to people and you share with them, they don't care about your mistakes as long as you're open and honest and they know you're growing. The problem comes when you see only the spilled milk and not the bigger picture. See, mistakes don't make doesn't well, mistakes don't make us want to give up if we realize that failure is inevitable. 
see, what happens is that makes us realize, man, we've got to move forward. I've got some friends that wrote a book called Go for No. And they make you realize that no is part of the process of getting a yes in sales. Some people look at no's as failures. You can't do that. Number six, people think failure is a stigma. It's not. I failed. I've got a buddy of mine. We were on the phone yesterday, a good friend from Kansas City that is, is getting into a business in network marketing again. He's been out for a couple of years. He was saying, Troy, I had such a great run with, with Amway, and I had a great run with Herbalife, and then I, I just seemed to have these sputters that just they didn't work out right. And I feel like I was going from company to company, and I don't have a story. I said, dude, you got a great story. Have you learned from your mistakes? Have you learned from the business? Yeah, man. I mean, I've owned Dairy Queens. I've owned, okay, then you've learned. That's the cool thing about this. It's not failure. We've got to teach. we got to share with people what you've learned. Senator Sam Irvin Jr. once remarked, Defeat may serve as well as victory to shake the soul and let the glory out. It's interesting because when you think about this for a minute, I want, I'm going to go back in history just because I love history. The, because I live in the South, we, we look at the Civil War era as the war of northern aggression. And when you study the history of the Civil War or the war of northern aggression, what you learn is that the South, the Confederates, we are, we are proudly called rebels by those Yankees, we won more battles than the Union soldiers. But yet we lost the war. See, when you look at glory, you start to realize, well, wait a minute. It's not about the battles. It's about the war. But now here's what else I want you to realize. Let's go back to what Senator Irving said. Defeat may serve as well as victory to shake the soul and let the glory out. Do you realize that they don't hold a lot of events in the north celebrating the victory of the Confederacy, I mean the, the victory of the Union. But do you realize that we still have such a great pride in our Southern heritage that throughout the year we have different events celebrating our Southern roots and celebrating the Confederacy? Because even though the war was lost, the Southern heritage and the glory of state rights, which is what that was about if you don't know your history, rings so true today. See, people see failure and success differently. You would think that 13 states that had rallied to start the Confederate, Confederate States of the United States and had lost the battle, who had, had had their major cities burned to the ground like Atlanta, would wallow in their spilt milk. And instead, what happened? Atlanta happens to be the busiest airport in the United States. It is one of the most diverse cities. Out of the ashes came one of the greatest stories out there from, from the media gurus like CNN, which is based out of Atlanta, to the World Health Organization, which is based out of Atlanta, Delta Airlines, which is based out of Atlanta. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. Out of the South. See, this is what happens when you don't look at failure as a stigma. Number seven. People think failure is final. It's not. 
even what may appear to be the hugest failure of your life doesn't need to keep you from achieving. It's interesting because one of the stories that John uses in this book is from Sergio uh, Vyman, I think is how you say it. He used to be the mastermind at Coke until he created the biggest mistake in his life. Maybe some of you are old enough to remember this. It was called New Coke. See, there was something behind this. Robert McMath sees as one of the greatest product failures of all time. But yet, Zyman, who successfully introduced Diet Coke, believed that Coca-Cola needed to act boldly to reverse its 21 market or 21-year market decline against Pepsi. His solution was to stop offering the drink that had been popular for nearly a hundred years, change the formula, and offer new Coke. The move truly was the biggest failure of all time. Do you know that it was... Now, this failure was not just a media failure. New Coke was on the market for 79 days, cost Coca-Cola $100 million. People hated the new product, and Zyman left the company. But you want to know what happened after that? Sales went through the roof because of classic Coke being brought back out on the market. And everybody wanted to go buy classic Coke and try it again and say, yeah, now I remember why I like that. See, it's interesting. But what's even more interesting is Zyman's problem with New Coke didn't keep him down. In fact, he doesn't even see them as failures. Years later, when asked if it was a mistake... Zyman's answer was no, categorically. A failure? No. A blunder, a misstep, a bust? Another word between bust and something else, he replies. Now, if you say to me, the strategy that you guys embarked on didn't work, I'd say, yeah, absolutely it didn't work. But the totality of the action ended up being positively, or being positive. Ultimately, the return of Coca-Cola Classic made the company stronger. Wow. You mean I can fail at something and come out of it stronger, be more powerful, grow something even bigger? <laughs> and yet we don't we don't want to look at failure. That's interesting. Zyman's assessment was confirmed by Roberto Gonzotto. I think how you say that. He was the late chairman and CEO of Coke. He hired Zyman in '93. And here's what he said, judge the results. We get paid to produce results. We don't get paid to be right. I get paid to produce results. I don't get paid to be right. See, with me, it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's about results. You have to embrace failure. Because if you will embrace it, Understand it's part of the process. It doesn't change where you're going. might slow you down a little bit. You may have to step over some rocks. Maybe it's easier for me than you guys because I've got really weird parents. And, you know, a lot of people, when they go on vacations, they go to Disney World or Disneyland or they go somewhere. Here's what we did on vacation. We went and went rock hunting. So I learned to climb over boulders. I learned to dig to get 
rocks out of the ground. I had to carry all those. And I look at those sometimes just like my failures. Well, man, I'll just roll that down the hill. I had to become so creative on how to find rocks for my mom and dad that were really cool. Because my dad was into lapidary. My mom just liked their yard looking good. We would go for hours, it seemed like, driving down dirt roads to find a certain petrified rock that they were looking for. And now I equate that to success. I'm willing to go down a road, move a boulder out of there, knowing that at the end of it is the, is the actual reward. See, I, I did a training this weekend on failure. Actually, I called it fear. And a lot of people look at fear and they say, well, that's false evidence appearing real, Troy. We know that. Well, where I come from, you look down the barrel of a shotgun or a 9 millimeter, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's not false evidence appearing real. That's sickening feeling in your guts because you know if he pulls that freaking trigger, your head's gone. Now, here's what fear is. It's facing everything and recovering. That's what fear is. You just face it and you recover and you freaking move on. It's that plain and simple. See, when we do that, we change the world. We know that we can continue to move on. I would challenge you guys to understand you're going to make mistakes. I remember a story once that I heard in closing. It was about an old boy that started IBM. And they were out there, they were they were building this business, they were the supercomputers, and one of their young salesmen had gone in and cut a deal with a contract. But he got the actual decimal points or in the wrong place. And ended up it was going to cost the company somewhere up towards, I think it was $5 million. They were going to lose money on this deal. The young salesman was all excited one moment, and then he was sad the next, realized he'd made a mistake. Went to the founder's office, Mr. Watson. Handed him his resignation letter. Mr. Watson said, what is this? He said, that's my resignation letter. I know I failed the company. I failed myself. You know, there's no no reason now that you're stuck in this contract for you to keep me around. Mr. Watson sat back, and he said, Son, have you learned anything about this situation and what you went through? He said, Yes, sir. I need to to make sure that I've done my due diligence, that I make sure there's no problems in the contract, that I... You know, I, I look at it, and I and I do my due diligence, make sure the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. Mr. Watson ripped up the resignation letter. The young salesman looked at him and said, why would you do that? And he said, son, I just invested $5 million into your education. I'm not about to let you go to a competitor. See, that's how we have to look at failure. It's a learning experience. It's the lessons that we learn and the way we change our life that turn us into the people that we want to become. Tomorrow, I'm excited. We're going to be on How Do I Get Started, the first step towards success. It's going to be fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. 
And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network. <laughs>